What's up, everybody? Welcome to Final Fantasy Entertainment and Podcast Network. I am your host, the warrior of hype, and joined with me in the party as a permanent party member is the Fireg Fighter. What's up, Vinny? How's it going? Oh, man, I'm doing all right, Vinny. Let me tell you why, because uh, let me move this camera for a second. I have it over on the other side. Um, it was bothering me, so I'm going to fix it right here. Uh, I'm doing pretty good, man. This is going to be the first time we've ever just kind of, just going to kind of wing it here. All right, we don't have anything mm -hmm. pre prepared. We're just going to talk about some Final Fantasy stuff. The only thing that we do have prepared for today is the guest's announcement for Wheel of Final Fantasy. Now, if you're new to the channel and you have not heard us announce this before, Wheel of Final Fantasy is going to be our uh, game show that's going to premiere on February 1st at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be every Tuesday, and we're going to have three guests on to play a game of basically Wheel of Fortune, but with a Final Fantasy twist. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I've been working real hard on this one, Vinny, and I'm excited like to, to, to bounce ideas off of you, and then that way we can really like balance this thing out, so that way when it comes down to uh, you know, February 1st, it's not going to be, you know, just an awkward moment where like this was extremely easy or this was extremely difficult. Uh, I want to make sure it's nice and balanced. It's going to be a lot of fun. So think Wheel of Fortune with that Final Fantasy twist. It's going to feel like an adventure. It's going to feel like a quest. I'm excited. Wait, I can't hear you. I cannot hear you, Vinny. Okay, anyway. <laughs> So, uh, going on from there, I would like to announce the three guests that are going to be on the show. I'll just go ahead and do that right now. I'm really excited about this. The uh, first person to want to be on the show, and like <laughs> immediately when I when I asked him, uh, I, I sent him a, a message on Twitter. I said, "Hey, would you be interested in this?" And immediately, like I mean, just uh, right away, a big yes. It was just a yes right away, uh, and that is. Baby Seal. Schrodinger Baby Seal will be a guest on the Wheel of Final Fantasy. I'm really excited about this one. It's going to be... Come on, man. What's the next person? Who's the next person? Who is the next person, Vinny? Let me tell you right now. Hey, wait, is my... Okay. It yeah, looks you're like my back. Mic is working again. Okay. Yes. Okay, good. Great, great. I'm just stalling. <laughs> I wasn't planning on <laughs> announcing them this early, but hey, let's go, man. Philip... <laughs> Hardsorn will be the next guest, contestant number two on the wheel of Final Fantasy. So right now we have Philip Hartshorn, Schrodinger's baby seal, and then to top it all off, the voice of Roach from Final Fantasy VII, Austin Lee Matthews, will be on the show. Talk about this is just going to be a high energy, really fun um, an exciting, uh, exciting premiere of Wheel of Final Fantasy. So, once again, Baby Seal, uh, Austin Lee Matthews, and Philip Hartshorn. There we go. Let me uh, bring them down. What do you think, Benny? I think that that's an all-star uh, team for mm -hmm. the very first Wheel of Fortune. Yes. And uh, I'm happy to be behind the scenes on that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Vinny, Vinny, you will you will be our personal Vanny White. That's right. <laughs> Van, Vanny getting, White will be there. Um, I'm going to be uh, practicing my poses all month. Just 
Oh, man, if you're an audio listener, we're doing our best Vanna White <laughs> impersonations right now. Do, do we have many of those? What's that? Do uh, audio listeners? I think they're yeah. out there. Uh, if you are, are an audio listener. Spotify? We are. We are. And I, I do want to make it a, a very, uh, you know, I'll make that apology right now. I haven't been keeping up with it, man. Uh, in fact, just last week, I posted two episodes back to back on the same day. I will say that with 2022... Uh, we'll we'll make sure that they go up at least the night of the podcast, or they'll go up the next day. So, dude, I'm really excited about that. Once again, Vinny, that's Wheel of Fortune with a, like a Final Fantasy twist. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, man, it's gonna feel like an adventure. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Now, going on to the the podcast part of this of this podcast, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we're winging it, man. I got no notes. We're just doing it. Um, later on, I do want you guys to make us choose bef- between two Final Fantasy things. I mean, this could be anything. It could be anything at all. Just make us choose between two Final Fantasy-related things, and we'll do it right here on the spot. Um, all right, and we have two Twitter uh, comments to, to answer. So, Vinny, we got yes. some pretty exciting news throughout the week for Final Fantasy, um, and I would like to share some of those newsworthy things. Starting with, right. starting with, Final Fantasy fourteen is finally going back on sale, uh, February or not? Whoa, excuse me, I'm so sorry, January twenty fifth. So, uh, what are your thoughts on that, man? Are you excited about um, like Final Fantasy fourteen? I know you were actually going to play it. You were going to start from the beginning of Realm Reborn. Um, and then all of this stuff happened with it being super popular. They had to shut down servers. Um, and now I actually would like to read this quote. So that way everybody has a, a good perspective of what I'm sure. talking about here. Uh, can is... we just, uh, thank downstorm real quick for gifting two tier one subs downstorm. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks for pointing that out, Vinny. All right. So we got, this is from coming from GameSpot's Darren Bonthius reports. Quote, global server capacity is being expanded with an oceanic uh, data center opening up on January 25th, while North American and European data centers will be expanded across multiple phases. This will take time, though, as Yoshida explained that the global semiconductor shortage made uh, procuring more server equipment challenging. Currently, Square Enix's plan uh, we'll see new data center in Japan. Uh, a new data center in Japan opened in July 2022. Europe's expansion will start in July as well, and a two-phase expansion for American regions will commence from August 20, uh, August 2022. Uh, so that's end quote. So that's um, sounds like they're not just opening up, you know, sales again. They're actually going to be making some expansions to the servers, which is really necessary at this point because of the popularity of this game now Vinny, you mm-hmm. are one of those people who uh want to jump in to final fantasy 14 so are you excited right. about this news yeah i mean i was i was lucky enough to uh restart because i had i had a very rough go with trying to recollect my uh character's information because i started off on ps4 and bought the uh, Realm Reborn skip and the level skip to level 70 on my White Mage. Um, played it for a little bit, then I didn't touch it for a very long time. And then I went to go do all, like, get everything 
ported over to my PC and I just ran into this loop where it was like, it said my password was incorrect. So I changed my password. And then when I changed my password, it wanted me to get a password key. And then every time I tried to get a password key, it said I needed to put in a, my password that I changed and I changed my password. And then it said that it was an incorrect password. I was just stuck in this loop. So, um, I ended up just saying like, screw it. And I bought a realm reborn over again. I bought, uh, uh, and a new subscription. And then, so I started playing a realm reborn. And then I think like maybe four days after I bought a realm reborn, they took it off the server. So I was actually able to get a realm reborn and I'm, I've been playing it here and there, but, um, my girlfriend wants to start playing with her sister. So she's going to be able to actually, you know, get a realm reborn. Now, one thing I noticed when I was trying to create a new character was that I wasn't able to create a new character in a world that was full. So I needed to wait for a world to open up. And I noticed that uh, the North American and the Europe servers were always full. And then if I wanted to make a character on Japan, Japan, all of Japan servers were full of were open. So it's uh, actually a little surprising to hear that they're going to work on the Japan servers first when it doesn't seem like they had too much of an issue. Europe and North America, I could not get into. Japan, if I wanted to, I could have made a, a server in that. So I think um, I think uh, it's it's good news that they're going to be opening it back up again. But I just I wonder if it's going to crash the servers again, hmm. like everybody flooding into it all at once again. So, well, uh, yeah, that's going to be the other thing. They did say something about that later on, and I'm not quoting here, but they did say something like, uh, I mean, if this happens, if it, you know, we see the influx again, it's going to, <laughs> we might have to take the same measures to like kind of shut things a, down a little bit. Legions subscribed for four months. Legions, thank you so much for that. Wow. Thank you, Legions. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Really appreciate, really appreciate that. Um, so, once again, um, we're going to make you guys, uh, or we're not going to make you do it. You're going to make us choose between <laughs> two different Final Fantasy things, and we'll do it right here on the spot. So go ahead and, and prepare those for us, and we'll, we'll, we'll do it. Um, <clears throat> now, other than that, Vinny, you can see our, our sweet background right now that we have for Final Podcast this week. It is The Stranger looks, uh, of Paradise. Familiar. Yeah, right. It looks very <laughs> familiar, right? It looks, oh, man. Um, so this is Stranger of Paradise. And it's got this super sweet art. Now, you've probably seen this a few months ago, and you're, or maybe a few weeks ago, and you're just like, oh, yeah, of course. But they've actually announced this is going to be a steel book, um, a steel book case pr for pre-order. I mean, mm. that's pretty freaking awesome, right, Vinny? Like, here, hold on. I, I have my Ultimania book, and I kind of want to show what the uh, these, this art is based off of, right? So you kind of have... You kind of have this a similar vibe, right? You, mm -hmm. um, that's really cool, man. It's it's just I'm I'm really stoked about that steel book. I I usually um I'm the type of person where I get a digital download. Like I usually just hop on Microsoft Store or Steam and I just digitally download it. But I don't. I feel like I'm gonna get the steel book, even if I don't play a physical copy of it. I think I'm just gonna <laughs> get the steel book for the collector's feel of it yeah yeah 
<laughs> yeah, that Steelbook was, it's, it's so nice. So there's a lot of hype over here on Final Fan TV for, for Stranger of Paradise. Like, this is, once again, um, Vinny being a Soulsborne fanatic, being Final Fantasy fanatic, this is like a, a marriage uh, in heaven for this guy. So I'm, yeah, I was, I'm really excited. I was, I was playing Dark Souls at work last night. I'm, I'm, <laughs> trying, to, I'm trying to prepare for Elden Ring and Stranger of Paradise. Yes, and maybe maybe even doing a stream there uh, to to show that you know like you're pre you're preparing for Stranger of Paradise uh, mm -hmm. by playing Soulsborne stuff. Uh, for oh, thank you so much, Round Two Gaming. Welcome uh, to the Final Fantasy Entertainment Podcast Network. <laughs> um, so here's here's what we're gonna do, Vinny. The first thing, the the first response that we got from the choose make us choose two things, right? So you're gonna they're gonna make us choose between two Final Fantasy things. We gotta do it on the spot. Mm -hmm. All right. The first one was uh, actually let me get the I want to get the username because you know I want to make sure that they get credited for it. Um, it was make us choose between Kate Sith and Quinna. So I'm gonna let you go ahead and go there. Let me get the username. Uh, that was from uh, Jordan uh, at X J A W D S X. Um, so thank you for for writing in there. So <laughs> best chonky character, Kate Sith or Quinna? I'm gonna go with Quinna. Going Quinna. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now now do we want to do it as you have to? You kind of have to give us a little little bit of a reason why. So. I'm going with Quinna because uh, she, she just didn't like. Oh, we're going make... we're going official names. I'm sorry, my bad. I, I'm I'm gonna fluctuate <laughs> back and forth just just because if you say it always, you can't be wrong. Right. I was um, just gonna go with Kate Sith always because that's what I've been calling. <laughs> um, I know that's you know, when I read it for the first time in like you know 1998, I was mm -hmm. like, Kate Sith. Kate Sith. <laughs> that's a Kate Sith right um, there. But uh, I don't. There's one moment in Final Fantasy VII that always just had me like, like, uh, hmm. was when Kate Sith sacrificed himself at the Temple of the Ancients, mm -hmm. and it's supposed to be like this like strong <laughs> emotional like moment, and then he just comes right back and he's like, "Hey, I'm a different Kate Sith. You know, it, I have my own different type of personality." It's like you're controlled by the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? I know that this is a sacrifice moment, and it's <laughs> right. Um, and then not, you know, not only that, but it just it like basically follows when he gave. He literally gives away the black material. It's just like, dude, really? Like, <laughs> yeah, we you're not likable, right? Um, <laughs> I and, would. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. So Quinna, I I I really like Blue Mages. Like one of my favorite characters from six was the uh was the wild thornberries dude. The the crazy kid. The the wild thornberries. <laughs> <laughs> um But uh, I just I like blue mages and Quinna seems like she would be able to cook very, oh, yeah. very well. Mm -hmm. You know? Like Kate Kate she it he got so Kate Sith got bonus points for me when I found out he had an Irish accent. Yeah. Or, like, Scottish accent, whichever uh -huh. accent that is. And uh, I was like, all right, this this adds a little more flavor to his character. You know, going back and playing Final Fantasy VII original, mm -hmm. I always impose that 
Now, um, now you hear it. Now you hear it. Yeah, and that, it but, is uh, actually written that way too. It feels like because I never, mm-hmm. I never read it that way. But now that you hear it in your head and you read it, you can tell that they tried to add like the uh, pronunciation uh, effects mm-hmm. to the to the typing. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so he got a little bonus points, but I'm I'm still gonna go with Quinna and that wedding. The uh, the 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 wedding scene that that was very uh, touching. Yeah, a lot of her personality came through. All right, so so Quinna, um, ah, see, th- this is the interesting thing because I want to start with Kate Sith. I'm gonna call it Kate Sith. That way you get both sides of the spectrum here. Uh, with Kate Sith, right? I I feel like there's a story there. I feel like there's something there that needs to be told, and it can be told effectively and very well, right? I think the character is more interesting than Quinna, right? So mm-hmm. I think Kate Sith is more interesting than Quinna. Um, and can be told a really good story, right? Mm-hmm. And Remake has the opportunity to do this. Um, but if we're going off of what we got, Kate Sith always got on my nerves in Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> like, I, because I, when he just gives away, uh, gives away the, the black material, gives, you know, like, has this weird sacrifice thing. Um, but there's something there, you know, that undercover Shinra, um, you know what I mean? Like, this this morality um between like oh working with the enemy to find out that they're actually good people you know like there's there's something there with quinna listen there's only two things in this world you know things you can eat and things you can no eat all right and and that and that is the essence of quinna right like (laughs) but but as you said there are some touching moments where you can see that quinna actually cares right Mm -hmm. so um Ah, oh, so it's so hard to go against Final Fantasy VII, but this is not the game. I can't do it. I'm going Quinna. I'm going Quinna. Mm-hmm. I you know what I mean it's not it's not Final Fantasy VII versus nine. It's freaking Kate Sith versus Quinna. Going Quinna. Um, all right. So then we had one from No Way for, on Twitter. No Way says, "Let me let me make sure." Oh, that's right. No, I didn't clarify. But if No Way you're in the chat, make sure you cl- clarify on this one. Um, we're talking, he says, no way says, let me let me make sure I get the actual quote here. He wants us to choose between, like, imagine, let me, let me go. Alright. No way says, imagine Final Fantasy VII Remake and Final Fantasy XVI come out at the same time. Which do you play first? Now, what I wanted clarification on was are you saying like are we imagining Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two and Sixteen come out at the same time, or are we talking about it's 2020 again, April 10th, Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming out and Final Fantasy Sixteen is coming out? Which do I play first? You know what I mean. Part Two. He said uh, Part Two. Seven part Remake two. Part Two. Okay, so if with I'll, I can answer this one. I can answer this one truthfully. Okay. It's Final Fantasy VII Remake for me, Part 2. Um, as much as I'm hyped for 16, uh, I don't have the attachment like I do with, with Final Fantasy VII Remake. Obviously, I've played Remake. I need to know what's going to happen next. I, I, you know, I, I need to know. Like if, there's, if, if information is available, I'm grabbing it and I'm digesting that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, there's that Quinta reference again. But I'm going to take... It's got to be Part 2. It's got to be Part 2 for me. Um... That's a tough one because I'm like I'm really like weighing the options on the spot here, and it's like, mm-hmm. like sixteen is like fresh, 
it's new it's been anticipated i want to know i feel like if i were to choose 16 it would solely be to have my questions answered like is there um is there a team-based party um is it going to be more is it going to be like final fantasy 15's party um is it going to be more uh like i i want to see if it gets that like m rating you know like what what they're going to do with that but mm -hmm. then with with remake part two it's like i want to see where they push this story i want to you know it's it's very difficult it's I, a uh, tough one man I, I feel like okay i feel like i'm leaning towards remake part two mm -hmm. but final fantasy 16 has the um the atmosphere that i that i love from final fantasies the mm -hmm. medieval um you know gothic horror type that's right like vinny i want to talk to you about like that one day on a podcast let's set that up mm -hmm. because i feel like and this is kind of going off a little bit even though somebody mm -hmm. could literally make us choose between two right now but um <laughs> like, maybe we'll save it for another time uh because there's i feel like there's a whole conversation here I'd like in the grand spectrum of things, I was looking at my Final Fantasy uh, rankings, right? M ranking the mainline. And mm -hmm. I was like, wow, there is a very like, like imaginary line or something between two distinct Final Fantasy, like not genres, but uh, world settings or something. You atmospheres. have, yeah, atmospheres. Thank you. Like, there, there's a there's that imaginary line that like that separates them you know you know you have your 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 steampunk uh or you have like this uh, realistic fantasy type stuff and then you have your medieval uh high fantasy stuff you know what i mean mm -hmm. i feel like there's two obviously there's a lot of differences in every single final fantasy but if you break it down feels like there's there's two distinct ones and i have to analyze it further before i can comment on it because i want to make sure like i i you know pinpoint what is it this is a this is a question that i ask myself a lot and i ask myself a question uh this question when i see tier rankings and i've seen tier rankings going around um for final fantasy it's what makes final fantasy mm -hmm. final fantasy that's a question I, that i think we could talk about for a long time uh, and I feel like the answer to that question is why Final Fantasy Thirteen didn't hit on me as much as the other ones did, because I feel like Thirteen takes it so far futuristic that, mm. it, like, it's still a Final Fantasy, but like I feel like Seven and Ten were just you know modern enough, but still had those elements of, um. You know, like seven has Midgar and other cities, but it also has, um, you know, Wu Tai and some yeah. dungeons and caves that made it feel just kind of not medieval, but not you, you know, you're not in the future. You feel like you're either in present day. Yeah, or they kind of like they, like they the straddle 90s. that line a little bit more um, mm -hmm. than others, but yeah. Um, I mean, but then it's it's so crazy because I see lists and you see Final Fantasy thirteen on really high up on the list mm -hmm. when we when we make ours and and you know i don't think we're gonna ever do like hey these are the best final fantasies if we do then it would have to be from a like 
stepping out of our astral form, you know, or like going into our astral form and looking at it mm-hmm. from a grand spectrum because I think my list was not it would not rub right on people. Like people are not going to really like my list. <laughs> the way I rake it. I, you already my top 3 goes 10, 7 and 6. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we all know that Final Fantasy VII's mine. So, like, that, that yeah. stuff is not going to be a surprise to anybody. But ranking the entire mainline, that's when people are going to people are going to be like, really? Um, mm-hmm. Which is, I think it's great, because everybody has that. Oh, man, it's so great to see Adriel in here, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. When I was doing my, uh, I, I, like, I said, I got to go to the bathroom real quick, man. My hair was going like that, going out of the bat. And I said, if Adriel does a, like one of those little cool, cute little chibi things of us, she's going to have to put that big puff of hair in the back. And I'm like, oh, I got to put that down. I got to put that down. And that's me asking live on air for that one. Piece. I, was like, I think it's, so, I think there's, <laughs> I think they're so awesome, man. <laughs> so I, right. I showed, um, yeah. Uh, yesterday I showed one of my, uh, firefighter buddies, one of our uh, episodes and everything. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, he was just like watching it real quick, and he goes, "You two look exactly like <laughs> <laughs> with the beard." <laughs> yep. He was just like, "It looks like, it looks like you're you're talking to yourself. Like it's like you're doing you're like just a, a double like... cut." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, if somebody were to ever make like, you know, uh, an animated thing, it would just look like the same person." <laughs> yeah. Just, Oh man, good luck with that. Uh, so, so we got um, uh, we did. Oh, we got another response just uh, recently. Um, let me go back to Twitter. Another, uh, you know, making us choose. Let me go back. I know what the question is, but okay, this is coming from. Oh, nice. Good to see you, Sky Serpent. Uh, so at Sky Serpent fourteen, just an amazing artist, by the way. Um, Final Fantasy fourteen question here. Miko, Miko Te. Versus Vieira. Now, I am so sorry if I pronounce that wrong because, listen, uh, I do not know how to pronounce it. It's the cat people. The cat people. Mikote? Mikote? I know they say it during the game. They have to. I know they say it. Right? Somebody says it. What is it, guys? Spell it out for me. Mikote? Mikote versus Vieira, bro. Is it cat, cat people versus bunny people? That, that no way that that spelling doesn't help me. <laughs> I think he was giving his answer. Like, he's like, I think he's giving his answer. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah. I thought he was. He's like, he was, it's like, like when somebody somebody commented one time. I was like, look, how do you pronounce Fireaga Fighter or Faraga Fighter, whatever, right? And I had like so many different ways to pronounce it. And they said somebody literally wrote in the comments, I pronounce it Fire, like literally wrote it out. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Uh, but how do you pronounce? <laughs> like, like I don't know. I can, I'm reading it. Anyways, all right. So go ahead. Uh, so you, what are you going to go with? Bunny people or or uh, cat people? Um. Mm. So I'm a I'm a cat person mm. in uh Final Fantasy 14, but um, I'm definitely gonna have to go with bunny people. The Ooh. Vera. Mm. Are you are you like regretting your choice for your Final yeah. Fantasy 14 character? No, no, no. My white mage is a Vera, and my tank is a Mikote. Uh, oh, look at that. So you, okay, you got Mikote. the best of both worlds there. Okay. But uh, I, the the Vera from... I mean, this this was imposed from Final Fantasy twelve when I played it for the first time. I was just like, Fran oh. is really cool. Oh, yeah. Fran's <laughs> really cool. Oh. And the opposite of cool, too. 
Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Mikote. 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 So I was saying, okay. Right. All right, cool. Thank you. Hey, uh, nobody. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> uh Mikote for you? Or no, you you yeah, you said Mikote. I'm um, uh, no, I said Vera. I'm sorry. I thought you said you were a cat. I missed the whole thing, bro. I didn't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, for for uh for me, I'm going uh I'm going Vera, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ah, wait a second though. Yasholta. It's a Yasholta versus Fran right now. Good lord. Yeah, I'm going with Fran. That's how you really break this down. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not a Mikote versus Vieira. It's 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 Yasholta versus Fran. Ooh, I'm having a internal struggle right now. Because Fran is the main character of Final Fantasy XII, so I, I think mean, that's just pretty cool. Sky Serpent in the... Yes, Sky, Sky Serpent is here. Uh, we're answering your question right now. Uh, I changed from Mikote to be a bunny boy, so I was wondering... Oh, okay, okay. Because, yeah, because male Vieira are there now, you know? Like, they get the yeah, male Vieira. male Vieira is new with, mm-hmm. the, with Endwalker? Yeah. Or was it... Yeah, was it, it was, right? Endwalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. Um, and then the female... Huh. Okay, so female... I don't like I don't I don't like Gara or whatever Garara Garara Gara. God, I can't. Is that I... like the uh, orc looking? Guys? No, 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 no. I don't know if you you haven't even gotten there yet because you just started no. Realm Reborn. So yeah. Yeah, no, um, I'm an army. So, mm, I'm going. I'm going with the. Uh, I'm going with the uh, with the Mikote on this one. I'm doing it, bro. I'm doing. I'm going cat people. All right, that was a good question because you really had me tripped up here. <laughs> you had me really tripped up. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go with Mikote just for the sake of this one. All right. Just for the... Because, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, See you, Shulta. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, let's go with um, another question. I think I think we had one in there, right? So, somebody else have a question? Make us choose between two different things, guys. Make us choose between two different Final Fantasy things. We'll do them right here on the spot. We're just gonna have some fun with it. Make it like anything at all, anything at all, anything mm. Final Fantasy related at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let me see if I can think of one to trip you up. Okay. Um, okay. And then we got a we got a, like a little bit more of a, a serious topic to kind of talk about, just to briefly talk about a little bit, because I do want to. It's been a hot topic for our uh, channel for a bit. Um, I'll steal Baby Seal's question. Terrier or Beagle and Calm? Hmm. I didn't answer this question on purpose, no way. <laughs> like, I saw it on the freaking... I saw it on Twitter. I didn't answer it. Um, so, you guys know my personal thoughts. You guys know my personal thoughts on Remake and, and with this alternate timeline stuff. You know this. Uh, but if I had to choose... Um... It doesn't really matter to me, I guess. I guess that's why I didn't answer it. I just want, I just at this point I've kind of made, it, I, I've given it up. It's it's in it's in it's in the writer's hands at this point. So I don't like the alternate timeline thing. So I'm going to go with the uh, with the I guess the beagle. I'm going to go with the beagle just because that was the timeline that I played in remake <laughs> until that until the terrier popped up out of nowhere. So we'll go beagle, um, cactar or tonberry. This is coming from Adriel. So Cactuar or Tonberry, Vinny. So that's a so that's a tough to, uh, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. 
before Final Fantasy First Soldier, I would have went Tonberry all the way. They're uh, they're so cool. They're so menacing. They're so tiny, and they got that cute little knife. Mm-hmm. But after playing First Soldier and seeing a Cactuar suit <laughs> holding a pistol, <laughs> um, that might be one of my new favorite things. So I'm gonna go with Cactuar. A Cactuar. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going with the I'm going with the Tonberry. You know what I mean? I hope Gamer Tom is watching this because, hey, man, respect. <laughs> you know, I like the Gamer Tom Berry. I took a picture of the Gamer Tom, Tom like with Cloud and the Tom Berry's head touching, and I was like, forever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we're forever. Hashtag forever. Um, so I'm going with the Tom Berry. Uh, I think they're awesome. I think in when I saw them in Final Fantasy VII for the first time, like back in the day, I have a mem like I, it's just a memory, right? Like I said, what the heck is this? I'm freaking high level, you know, area, and then all of a sudden this like little turtle thing is like coming at me. What is, what is this? And then uh, I, I remember attacking it so much and it not dying, and I'm like, okay, well, like it's just moving around, it's just walking around that area, and it was just so cool to see the enemy actually just kind of moving because might be the only enemy in the game that does that like it just kind of moves right one of the only enemies at least mm-hmm. it just kind of moves around and i'm like what why is he getting closer to me like what what is going on right now and then it just stabs and automatically kills somebody i'm like what the f- <laughs> wait a second knights of the round knights of the round <laughs> like, just <laughs> send this guy out of here um so so that was cool i like that so tom Berry for me Ooh, Vinny. Vinny, that's uh, that's my best uh, Venom voice for you. Like if he took over your like a symbiote, Vinny, 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 Jekt versus Orin. Ooh, this one's for you, man. And this is so, coming from Blockstein07. So I'm probably gonna have to go with uh, Orin. Mm. Um, I love Jekt as a character, and I like how he developed uh, through. He didn't do his own development. He developed through what Oren told Titus. So I feel like Oren takes a lot of that credit for fathering Titus. Mm-hmm. Like, Jekt fathered Titus through Oren, through Oren's stories. And, how, like, not just stories, but, like, how Oren... He's just so wise yeah. for a 30-year-old. You know, like, he's... Yeah, and a man Oren's, of few words, and then, like, when he does talk... You listen. Mm-hmm. You listen to and what like, he has to say. Love it. Right. And, you know, but Jekt, Jekt was very, I would say, noble at the end. It, it, I just, the last fight when you can weaken Jekt by having Titus talk to him, just like, you know, that wouldn't be a mechanic if Jekt didn't care. If the developers mm. didn't want Jekt to actually seem oh, no, like he cares, then Titus wouldn't be able to weaken him with his words. So that was such a it's... cool mechanic, like story mm-hmm. implementing a story within the battle. I love that. They did that. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna have to. Okay, go ahead. I'm gonna have to go with a uh, Orin. Um, that scene mm-hmm. in uh, Xanarkand when the Pyreflies show you him going back <gasps> to Unaleska and him having that like breakdown moment mm-hmm. when it, you know his two friends are dead and he's just like very upset and he like goes to take her on and he just gets killed mm-hmm. and i mean it's also pretty so you know everything leading up to that part so the fact that he got killed well he got maimed in <laughs> Xanarkand yeah. and then crawled all the way back down to 
threw Gagazette all the way back down and then had um, Kamari go and take care of Yuna from Mount Gagazette, like, that was very, uh, like, uh, his dedication to keeping the promise of taking care of Titus and Yuna after Braska and Jekt were gone. Like, he came back from death to fulfill these promises, and he's just really cool. (laughs) Amazing answer. For, for that question. I have nothing else to say because I agree 100% Orin uh, for those reasons and you just so beautifully said. Um, beautifully answered. Thank you for that question, Blockstein. Uh, this one's coming from Round 2 Gaming. Highwind versus Ragnarok. Oh! Oh! Oh my god. The airship in Final Fantasy 7 versus Final Fantasy 8 airship. Oh wow! Okay, so per- obviously personal attachment to to Highwind. Um, I, I have a really personal attachment to that. Anything seven related is going to be it's going to it's going to it's going to be hard because it's it leans that way a lot. But in terms of just cool factor, oh my god, the Ragnarok was so cool, man. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Because I mean, for me, I I can't go against the Highwind because I love the Highwind so much. But the Ragnarok is so cool. I mine is the high wind. I I like the high wind um like the getting the upgrades for it and how as you progress in the story your your pilot goes from like like wimpy and scared to fly it to you know being like a level 12 pilot super cool super confident mm-hmm. you just you, you go to talk to him he's just like where you want to go yeah like, i got you now yeah like, <laughs> the the high wind felt like it had its own personality with its crew because mm-hmm. the crew and and then depending on well, I mean, if it's your first playthrough and you don't get Yuffie, you don't get like the cool like motion sick, um, you don't get the motion sick you know scene where she's like hurling over the, oh, the yeah. gate, just throwing up on the people <laughs> of Gaia, just like mm-hmm. you know flying around, just getting puke, mm-hmm. just littered across the map. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the high wind. I just I feel like the high wind is. Also, really I mean, cool. the Ragnarok is cooler, but yeah, right. It's, it's so hard to do because, like, when you say like, "Oh yeah, there was seats," I feel like there's so much like of a, a Final Fantasy VII bias to this right now, and I I, I I recognize this so much right now. Whoever asked that question, who was it? Round two gaming. Uh, there is so much of a Final Fantasy VII bias to this answer, but man, because like Ragnarok has amazing scenes too, right? Like Ragnarok in Final Fantasy VIII has so many awesome scenes, but. With with Final Fantasy VII, seeing you have in the battle, being Sid's final limit break or whatever, right, and like having the mm. high wind come down and just freaking bombard the enemy is epic. And then at the final scene of Final Fantasy VII, where it swoops into the crater and like you know you gotta yeah, yeah it's, it's so good. And you um, also fight um, Ultima weapon on it. And you, you fight cool Ultima weapon. Fight. Yeah. Oh wow. Yep. So, so many cool things. I feel like anybody who's a Ragnarok fan could definitely counter any of these stuff, but uh, our answer is going to be Highwind. Uh- <laughs> I, I do want to have a personal shout-out to uh, Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy X Part II. Mm-hmm. The airships were called Fahrenheit and Celsius. Oh, and, yeah. uh, oh now that, and... that might be a top five for us, Vinny. We need to do a top five video of airships, but go ahead. Because um, I love those. Like, playing... Playing ten for the first time, and you get to a certain point. I think uh, 
I think you speak to one of the Albed, and if you have enough Albed primers, you actually get to you find out that the first mission you do with Riku, you when you're under the water and you fight the octopus, you are actually there to get the the Fahrenheit. Mm. And um, when I played through again, and you're swimming, you can actually see the airship under the water um, in Final Fantasy X. And you see all the Albeds swimming to it to uh, kind of salvage it. So that I I thought that was really cool. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. Because that top five airships is going to be a lot of fun. We're definitely going to uh, bait a lot of people with that because we are going to absolutely call it the top five Final Fantasy ships. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I will have a picture of uh, Tifa and Aerith on the front. Like, and they're just going to be. It's going to be uh, airships. Um, so, so <laughs> all right, so, oh, uh, well, that's going to be an easy answer, Sky Sky Serpent, for Vinny, I can't wait to get that one, we'll make sure we go in order here, um, so we go to, uh, Cerberus versus Alexander, this is coming from Vincent Graymore, Cerberus versus Alexander, now, I kind of feel like we kind of need to, like, be, do we need to specify here, what do you, what do you think, Vinny, do you know what I, he's talking about, like, because, like, there's, you know, obviously, uh, multiple I'm appearances. The first thing I thought of was Alexander, the summon materia from Seven. Okay, yeah, same. What about? But Cerberus? there's also. What do we? Um, Vincent, can you clarify a little bit so that way we know exactly what we're talking about? Because uh, they have multiple appearances throughout the. Oh, okay, okay. Summons an eight. Okay, so he's specifying it. Summons an eight. Okay. I, I was gonna. Yeah. Okay, so. I'm gonna go with uh, Alexander because in eight, Alexander is the giant city, right? Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bringing it up now, so that way I can have a good reference. Yep, I remember mm -hmm. that now. And then uh, Alexander. So Cerberus is pretty basic. You know, you get your, your, you get your Cerberus. I can probably share the screen, but anyways. So Alexander is the, I'm pretty sure, yeah. That's like the, the big uh, tank-looking city thing, right? It's got mm -hmm. the, yeah. So what do you think, man? I'm going with Alexander just because Alexander looks freaking awesome in Final Fantasy VIII, whereas Cerberus looked like you're kind of you know what you imagine Cerberus would look like. See, I'm thinking more mechanically. Okay. Um, Alexander, I think, is the only way to get holy magic in eight and in Ooh. seven. But I think I think he's the only way to get uh, holy magic in eight. If I'm I might be mistaken. I haven't played eight in a while, but surely I think you need yeah. to. Yeah, it is. It, yeah, he's holy. So, um, I do like that. I like, I like in like how in Final Fantasy seven you don't get water spells, but you get Leviathan, which does water damage. Hmm. Um, and I think Aqua Breath does water damage too. But like whenever, whenever you're, um, whenever you're kind of gated into not having a spell anything that does that element i find interesting mm -hmm. um so here's because like okay. in like final fantasy 10 there's like no arrow uh there's no wind or earth damage but then you get um certain things that kind of deal like pseudo elemental damage so i always find those interesting so my votes for alexander Going for Alexander. Okay, so mm -hmm. I just brought him up on the screen uh, to kind of give people an idea in case if you kind of forgot what they look like. So there you go. Um, Cerberus versus Alexander right there. Uh, I might even put that in a poll later because I'm kind of curious of what, what you guys think, you know, what your, mm -hmm. uh, what your thoughts are. There they are there. 
Um, so why, while I set up the next poll, let's, let's answer another question. Um, let's go with, do you see anything in there? We got Lulu versus Rufus's dress. What? <laughs> the, uh, Lulu versus Rufus dress. Um, I, Lulu? <laughs> Wait, there's a Rufus dress? Am I missing something? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure, but I mean, it, whenever you put Lulu in there, um, outfit-wise, it's Lulu. I'm, I'm thinking of like a who wore it better, and I'm thinking of who Rufus wore it better. <laughs> who wore it better, Lulu or Rufus? I'm thinking uh, of Rufus just covered in belts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Final Fantasy uh, remake, Rufus kind of has the belts all over. <laughs> who wears the belts um, best? Um, <laughs> uh, I gotta go, I mean, Lulu. I mean, like, you know what I mean. I can't go against Lulu. Actually, I would. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I can't stop thinking. And Rufus just wearing a bunch of belts and nothing else. I'm gonna go with Rufus and a bunch of belts. I mean, my just final look answer. at the remake model, bro. Like he's got the he's got the belts all down. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you mean in that... Lulu's outfit? No, no, no. Just belts. <laughs> <laughs> just belts. Belts going down his arms. Belts going belts down going his chest. Down. Just belts everywhere. Just belts. Rufus makes his way into Kingdom Hearts, and there it is, you know? <laughs> um, all right, so <laughs> let's get another one. Sorry about that, Vincent. We're just like... <laughs> uh, belts versus belts. Belts versus belts, man. Capital uh, B belts versus lowercase b belts. Okay, so all right. One's, one's a proper now. <laughs> this one's from Sky Serpent again. Sky Serpent 14. Um, once again, if you guys don't follow Sky Serpent on Twitter, please do. Amazing art. Uh, Riku or Yuffie. This is, I mean, this is, I know it's kind of like kind of tough for you, but it's, it's kind of feels like it's kind of easy. What is it, Vinny? It's Riku. It's Riku. I mean, that's, that's it. That's all there is to say about it, right? Yep. Looks like we're good. Says that we're live again. Everybody good? Hey, welcome to Final Fantasy Entertainment Podcast Network, where we have technical (laughs) difficulties a lot. A lot. A lot. uh, FFTV without them. Oh, man. You know what? You you can upgrade the computer, and you can make it a beast. But guess what? When the internet company that you... The internet provider (laughs) is trash, it doesn't matter. (laughs) So so here we are. Okay, we're back. Everything's good. Um, We're back online. Okay. So we were answering a question before, uh, you know, Wu-Tai attacked, <laughs> according to Vinny. <laughs> that was a, uh, All right, so it's Yuffie versus Riku. Yep, and my answer was Riku um, because she's amazing, and they're gone. They're gone. Okay, they're I thought I was right. like, okay, you answered Riku again. I didn't know if we were going to lose connection. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I explained it to them that Yuffie is more powerful. She has Doom of the Living. You know, mm-hmm. she has her conformer and stuff. They were like, oh, okay, okay. We'll accept that answer. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Uh, Riku is just, you know, more bubbly. She's more fun. Mm. Um, and she just makes a, she just makes a playthroughs a lot more fun in Final Fantasy X. You know, the, um, her personality. Uh, she kind of doesn't take anything seriously. Um. But when things are serious, you can tell that she's uh, in it 100%. Um, but at her her overdrives, they're just, they're just great. It's like casting, uh, you know, eight defensive spells all at the same time in mm-hmm. one turn. And then, you know, prevents your team from wiping. And she makes uh, a lot of those dark Aeon fights 
Yeah, her Albed, like abilities, dude, are freaking awesome. Now, mm-hmm. w- when you, I, I found that out after you talking about it, right? So much mm-hmm. extensively saying how OP she was in Final Fantasy X, and I was like, I was like, all right. So the last playthrough I did last year, around like last summer or whatever, um, mm-hmm. I usually don't have Riku in my party. Like that was never that was never my thing. Like, and she was never one of my main characters. And then when you talked about it, man, I made sure I was like, I gotta, I gotta level her sphere grid up and see what, see what I can do. And dude, and go get some of those rare items and stuff that you were telling me about. Mm-hmm. God, that made the the bosses easier. It, mm-hmm. She made the bosses so much easier. Um, yes, she does. God, yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So Riku for me as well. Like, uh, yeah, Riku for me as well. Because uh, Yuffie has, uh, which I'm really excited about for for remake part two. I'm really excited about Yuffie, and even in the intermission kind of expanded on it a little bit, right? Um, I think she has a storyline that's going to be expanded really well in uh, in Remake. So that's what I'm most excited about with Remake, honestly, is to take these characters that had amazing storylines, every single character in Final Fantasy VII, and yes, even Kate Sith had, had these really great storylines. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, you could take any character from Final Fantasy VII and just be like, Oh, that's who we want to be the main character. That, that has a really interesting background. You know, that's, that really lo- I want to explore that background. And then, mm-hmm. you know, like you can imagine being in the pitch room when you're like pitching Final Fantasy VII and you're just like, "Wait a second though. I, I kind of want to follow Aerith as the main character because that sounds the most interesting." So, there's like there's so many I, I love it. I love that remake is going to be expanding on that. All right, so um, sorry about those technical difficulties, but we're back at it. We just answered Yuffie versus Riku. We went with Riku over that, and um, which is interesting. Another Final Fantasy VII in there, uh, and the, you guys are making us compare. Um, let's see, let's see, what else we got? Okay, well, Warrior of Light says seven or ten. Now this is where we might split. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, we're gonna split. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so so I kind of gave a little bit of a uh, of a speech about seven and its greatness. Um, there's just so much more I can say about seven, Vinny, and and you know this is a debate that could be a very very long debate, but we'll try and keep mm-hmm. it short, man. You know, like for me, it's seven, right? Final Fantasy seven, obviously, it's 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 everywhere here. Um, I I love Final Fantasy seven so much. There's a very deep personal connection to that game for me. There's um. There's there's growing up with Final Fantasy VII at a time in my life where that became like my imaginary like seeds the seed of my imagination, uh, so that just kind of is sparked so much within my mind. Final Fantasy VII as the game itself, rather than a personal choice, I think Final Fantasy VII has this this great adventure, this great journey, whereas Ten definitely does have a great adventure, and and I love the pacing of Ten the most. Right, tens. It felt like I said during the the ten anniversary, like the twentieth anniversary for Final Fantasy Ten special. I said, dude, ten feels like driving down the boulevard with the top down, right? Just cruising. It is a very very linear path, but you are enjoying it because you got you got your top down, your friends in the car, you're seeing the sights as you roll by, and you're not stopping. Right, you you don't stop in a location for ten, um, so I'm kind of like strengthening your point here a little bit, but uh, <laughs> but but I love ten, right? I love ten so much, and it's definitely in my top five. Um, 
but seven is just just grand scale the entire world and it's just um there's so there's stories that are just layers and layers and layers of story and it, and you just dive into it seven for me all the way man so for me it's 10 mm -hmm. um for a lot of the points that you have already given <laughs> yeah. um the the story i feel is just paced very well and it i, I feel like in i mean this is the, the same goes for seven as well um as you're progressing it feels like every time you progress you want to keep going mm -hmm. uh, because you don't want, like you're like all right just one more hour and then that hour's up and you're just like oh man i want to see where this goes i want to see where this goes like yes. seven has that um very like put together very well i like how seven is um like the story just it just feels so um present day no matter what time period you're playing this game it just like just political corruption um you know that there, there's uh there's world leaders who are you know out for money and then there's all these towns and villages where they're just kind of like yeah the world sucks we're just trying to you know do our best to get through it like mm -hmm. it's very relatable seven is is probably one of the most relatable video games out there yeah if there's you a take character the, for you know, everyone right like the, yeah there's a character right. for everyone mm -hmm. um now i'm not talking like you're gonna go outside and like you know fist fight a bunch of squirrels for experience or anything but like you know character wise like there's it's very relatable how do you think um, i got so unless, awesome dude huh how do you think i got so awesome like by I got, fist fighting squirrels yeah i just go out there and like stand still and i just <laughs> I, I, it's a true story actually no it's a very true story i, I would go outside uh when i was when i was like uh, seven or eight i would go outside and, and now uh, as a parent myself i i i <laughs> i could like you know what i mean like what were, what was my parents thinking when they looked out the window and they just saw me standing still like they, they said, probably never even played right. final fantasy 7 before they don't know what final fantasy 7 is like they just know i play it they don't know what's about they just see me standing there just going and then just run up and just slash the air and then just jump back. You know? <laughs> right. And, and at that moment, your, your, your dad related to Hank Hill. And he's like, <laughs> what like, in the hell? That boy ain't right. That boy ain't right. <laughs> um, with, uh, with, with 10, I just, I like, I like how the story is paced. Um, and how there's, there's breakpoints in the game where mm. um the the only thing that takes me off of the pacing is when and I understand why they had to do this as like a aspect of the, of video gamingness mm -hmm. is like sin is waiting for you to fight it mm. and then you can like break off and go play blitzball yeah you yeah, know right. like you know that that's that's where the pacing but i understand it's just like oh once you fight him you're not going to be able to come back yeah. so you know do what you want to do now so i understand that aspect but um yeah i just like i like seymour as a villain i i will say this if this becomes a question but uh <laughs> <laughs> you're inviting it but yeah go. <laughs> but i do sephiroth over seymour oh um but i do say kefka over sephiroth but you know that so but seymour i just like how he his kind of crazy just works for the game how like sephiroth sephiroth seems more intelligent than seymour does 
Hmm. But Seymour is he just he his mind was broken as a child yeah, and he just never recovered from it. Yeah, very heartbreaking that uh and, story. And he just he he was, you know, a broken individual who came into power and well he forced himself into power. You got to and yeah. I'm sorry, man. I just got to say no, like if you're listening to this and you like this conversation please check out our final fantasy 10 20th anniversary because it follows the theme of sins of our fathers right like mm -hmm. like that the whole thing so i'm sorry go ahead yeah seymour broken oh, individual yeah he um yeah i mean the whole game is sins of our fathers like mm -hmm. ject ject was ject was a bad father in, in titus's eyes and we only saw ject through titus's eyes because of you know he's we're playing the game through him, mm -hmm. so we we feel what he feels ab about certain people, and then you find out more. Like Jack wasn't a bad father; he just didn't know how to be a father. He wasn't ready to be a father, and he was, you know, a pro athlete who had a child, and he was like, you know, and then he got, you know, sucked away into a different world, and it just kind of seemed. <laughs> Don't you hate when that like happens? Was... Yeah, right. Nah, like, <laughs> like <laughs> um, but uh, y you know, and then uh. Uh, Driscoll, mm -hmm. is it Driscoll or Gwiskel? Driscoll, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Seymour's I, father. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was like too—I don't want to say too good of a father, but he wanted to protect his son from the uh, the animosity of the world. Like, yeah, you know. Um, I mean, because he knew that kinda... he knew that he would not be seen, but it was also very selfish in the same way, right? Like he didn't right. want to, yeah. Uh, he Which he admits to. Yeah, he admits to it. Um, so he was. And he says, "My, my punishment is going to be my son killing me." And he 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 did nothing mm -hmm. to stop it. He knew it was coming. And he was like, "So this this is my punishment." I tried sheltering him, and he, you know, he's he grew up with all this hate that I couldn't protect him from. So this is my punishment. Mm -hmm. and, and then you know, Eunice's father, what did a. Yuna's father also did her wrong mm -hmm. by making her blindly follow something that she didn't want to do. Because mm -hmm. you could, like, she wanted to save Spira from sin, but, like, you could, her whole journey, like, even in the beginning when she brings those suitcases and they're all gifts for the temples mm -hmm. and everything, like, she she's a good person and it she just, it, it kind of has that feeling of, like, I'm only doing this because... Mm. my dad told me to mm. kind of thing and then um yeah that dude it hits so it's, it hits on a whole nother level right like now mm -hmm. being a father myself i like, like i said during the show man please go back and watch that podcast because it, it is really cool we, we we do it with soldier first class he's a he's a huge final fantasy 10 fan as well um that was his favorite game before 14 i think um so it was really cool to have him on the show and really kind of dive into this uh, underneath the layer of Final Fantasy X, like, right? Uh, just kind of going uh, deeper into that story. Um, which I think the same thing can be said for Seven, right? Like, I mean, like, Seven has so many great things, too. But, um, yeah, that's where we draw the line right there, guys. I think we've been in ingredients for most of this. For most of this. Um, and then Seven versus Ten is such a... It, that is such a, like... It's a really cool thing. At Final Fantasy, uh, or at Final Fan TV, right? You got you got seven and ten. It's that's me and Vinny, right? So cool. Um, so really great conversations there to be had. But we're gonna move on to another question. 
Um, do you do you, do you have any on in, in in on the back burner, Vinny, or um, should I search there's, for there's, one? There's a few. Uh, okay. It's a, uh, one person asked, "Would you would you rather live in the Midgar slums or the Trino slums?" Final? Mine's Midgar slums, Walmart. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, guess, I guess you get Walmart in there. Hmm. Now, see, Final Fantasy VII, uh, if you go to the original slums, mm -hmm. it is painted a different picture. So, like, if you get, um, if you go remake slums, it's kind of like, ooh, you know, slums aren't that bad. It's a community-based thing, you know? Like, it looks it looks nice down there. Um, but if you go, if you go Final Fantasy VII, the, uh, the plate is actually only... I can't remember the exactly the uh, the exact measurements, but it's only like what fifty meters high or something like that. Or mm -hmm. it, it, I did a I did a comparison uh, on Twitter actually. Uh, I'll see if I can find that video on the next question, so that way you guys can see the visualization. But uh, if you look up and you see like uh, you're in New York City and you see a very tall skyscraper, right? Mm -hmm. That's where the plate was, like at the at the top of that skyscraper. Uh, actually, no, I'm so sorry. For remake, that's where the, the plate was. Uh, it was on top of the skyscraper for the Chrysler building, I believe it was. So there's plenty of clearance, right, between that. You feel like, and then in remake, you can also get some sunlight in there. Um, you know, you got a community going on. Everybody's not as bad off as you think they would be. Um, it just kind of sucks down there. The quality of life is not very good. Now, yes, thank you so much for that clarification. So remake is 300 meters. OG is 50 meters. Now, if you, if you do a 50 meter plate, that's only, I believe my math is right on this. I I, I did it all a, a while ago. 14 stories high on a building. Mm -hmm. Which means the freaking plate is like, it's right there. You get no sunlight. You get, no, it feels claustrophobic. You get all of the, the, the smog and the, you know, the the bad air pollution coming down there. And that's how it's described in, re or in the original. It's described as just crap like it is just a very cruddy place to live in and, um and 50 meters is 164 feet so yeah imagine taking 164 steps that is the height of yeah. it of, is uh, right so like so if you <laughs> ask me that question it is absolutely not the uh slums uh, at all in midgar if it's original final fantasy 7 remake but final also, fantasy 7 i take that in original Final Fantasy VII, you definitely you definitely climb a lot more than 164 feet when you're climbing up to the Shinra building from the slums. So the proportion is well. Because... No, you're already on top of the plate at that point. Then you're just going up no, the Shinra building. No, no, no. When you climb, uh, when you got to put the batteries in the um, in the things. Oh, when you're oh, climbing as you're from... climbing the, the ropes and like getting mm -hmm. up there. Oh, okay. Hmm. I don't know, that's, man. That's definitely more than 164 feet. It does look like it, kind of. I guess. I guess. Yeah. But but I mean, hey, I don't know. Maybe it was a typo or something. But the the way it's described in remake doesn't seem like a place I would ever want to live in. Or not in remake. Uh, the original. Um, I would just stay in Walmart all the time. Yeah. Just well, I mean, there's a lot of corruption there, dude. Like that sounds like a very. There's there's no corruption in squats. There's no. <laughs> there's just no a corruption, corruption of calories, bro. Right. <laughs> Staying in that caloric deficit. Mm. Get it, bro. Squat all day. Squat all day. You can do it, bro. Um, <laughs> all right. So yeah, I'm 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 definitely going to go remake slums. 
so I don't even know if that was the question, honestly. But we'll go on to the next question. <laughs> what was it? What's um, the next question, bro? Uh, let's see. Um. Okay. Uh, meteor is coming in Final Fantasy VII, and you could go breed Chocobo. I thought that was gonna be a question when I read it, but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. No. No. That was that 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 was pertaining to our uh, pacing discussion. That was when something I, said I really could... wanted to say. On uh, I mean, like, look, Meteor is coming. And you can go breed chocobos, okay? Well, no. When I when I said you know you could fight sin and then go play that's uh, right. blitzball, yeah. it's like meteors coming. <laughs> and you're just like I need to <laughs> get this chocobo late before meteor comes. Ooh, round two gaming says Tetra Master or Triple Triad. Triple Triad. 100%. Triple Triad. Yeah, I mean, like I played. I, I actually started I, up the Maguri mod recently, um, which is fantastic. Uh, Tetra Master is not as bad as I remember. It's just uh, I feel like Triple Triad is more addicting. And... I have I have Triple Triad on my phone, <laughs> so I could play it. Yes, we got to figure out a way that we can play that together. Triple like, Triad, yeah. I'm I'm sure we can have little competitions on on air. That'd be fun, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as we don't get a cease and desist. <laughs> yeah, true. Maybe we'll do it an FFTV uh, style Triple Triad. I have to find a way to try it. I'll send everybody like image files and like, here's your freaking cards or something. All right. (laughs) Um, All right. So yeah, I got to go. I got to go triple triad on that one. Um, So we go triple. I don't remember Tetra Master too much, but I triple triad was a way to break the game too. Mm. getting, getting those specific cards and then junctioning them into a magic Mm -hmm. was just a way to, overpower in the game i don't remember if tetra master had something similar to that i would just say it's it was a way of rewarding (laughs) the player for playing triple dryad like if you're gonna dump hours into that it's like yeah we're gonna make the game a lot easier for you i think i don't know i i really enjoyed triple triad um i enjoyed like the pokemon at the time that's when pokemon was like a big deal right like pokemon was exploding Mm -hmm. in popularity so triple triad was really cool to have that in my final fantasy um and I think Tetra Master just felt like a way to capitalize on what was the success of it, but it didn't feel mm-hmm. as like it didn't feel like it was refined as refined as Triple Triad, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so Dream World Final Fantasy X versus Livestream is that uh, mm-hmm. is that was he asking? I, it might be, it's very very similar too, which is interesting, right? Like they both have a very very similar concept, um, and they kind of get swapped back and forth with ideas too. Uh, I, I like the live stream just because I like the idea of, uh, or at least what, what Final Fantasy VII, the original established with the live stream. I like that. I like what they Like did. reincarnation, like, you know, when, when one thing ends, it creates something new somewhere else. Yeah, and, and yeah, and they, they live on, um, and like, you know, it's just cool. I like that. See, I, I like the, uh, I like the dream world of, like, the premise behind dream world of ten. how mm-hmm. it's like, um... It, I just, it just seems cool. Like, thousands of people sacrifice themselves to basically undo the destruction of their city. Oh yeah, um, yeah. You know, like Mount Gag, because that's like just one big, like, uh, uh, faith, and it's mm-hmm. they're they're dreaming so that uh, the Xanarkin that Titus is from can you know remain. Yeah. So, That's really cool. I'm sorry. It, I, I, I 
I was thinking in my mind the life stream versus like the pyres and stuff like like death. Oh, like basically. far plane. Yeah, that was far plane. Thank you. Yeah, my, that was my fault. All right, but yeah, dream. Go on. Yeah. So like it, it because so from what from what was like explained in the game, Titus isn't from a thousand years in the past. That dream world is in the present. It's just existing outside of. It's existing within Spira, but outside of Spira, kind of like a mm. Bermuda Triangle type thing, um, where he wasn't actually taken a thousand years into the future. He was just, he just broke through that like ethereal barrier mm. that like allowing him to be part of Spira. Um, that Xanarkin is from a thousand years in the past, but be, they've been dreaming for a thousand years. So he's actually in the present dream world broken into spira and so it was just very cool how that was portrayed like it's like time travel without actually time traveling it, it's you know timey wimey yeah that's cool i mean like yeah the timey wimey stuff but it done done good <laughs> uh so we go with um we got another one cloud or squall from adriel Hmm. Uh, cloud. cloud. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, Cloud. If I have to give a reason for this, I guess uh, just just like Squall was a cool character. I I really like the the love story. I'm not as much of a, a hater on Squall as a lot of people are. Apparently, um, I think Squall had a lot going on, and uh, mm. and and a lot going on mentally. And then like he was very shut out from people. And I love the love story between him and Renua and like how he brings or she brings him out of his shell. Um, I love that. I, I love that character evolution of Squall. But with Cloud, I get that. Yeah, he's like he's somebody else in his mind for a long time. And like um, I just I just love Cloud's character. You know what I mean? I, I love that when he when he discovers himself in the live stream, I love that he he cares so much and even this is something that i'll even say that evan children did well for the longest time when evan children came along i was like cloud is not this you know this this really depressed looking dude like this is not cloud they portrayed him all wrong i was kind of upset about it i'm like like he makes jokes in the original what are they doing to my boy is my boy cloud he makes jokes uh he would do squats he dances at the walmart what is he doing like being like this and then it just made me think i'm like He's gone through a lot and like the way they portray him he cares so much you don't you just don't get it at all there's not a thing that i don't cherish you know what i mean like ah freaking love cloud all right so yeah cloud for me yeah i'm gonna say cloud too because i think his identity crisis is something that everybody mm. goes through at some point no matter how long the, it lasts but i feel like everybody just has that identity crisis of trying to figure out who they are um, I feel like, yeah. I feel like all of us or most of us have gone through that, like, you know, um, like, have you ever met somebody that you thought was really cool and your personality changed a little bit to kind of be like, like, wow, that, that person is really cool. I like, I like what they do. And you just kind of like some of your mannerisms change. Why do you think I like, grew out the beard? Well, I grew mine cause of you. I thought. <laughs> um but yeah. but yeah you know like you know somebody's humor and you're just like like that 
whatever they're doing works for me too. Like yeah. you, it, you just kind of, but then you kind of grow out of that and you're like, you know, they're cool because I perceive them to be cool because they are being who they are. So I should be who I am mm. so that I can also be cool in my own eyes because the only person you should ever worry about impressing is yourself. So, and then you, uh, I told this to somebody who was having like an identity crisis about like a year ago, but I was just like, who you are tomorrow should be your hero today. Like, mm. you know, you, you should always, the person you're going to be tomorrow should be the person that you idolize today. So like always try and make yourself better. Like always try and strive to be the best you that you can be. Mm. And that's what I think cloud realizes like, I'm awesome. You know, Zach's awesome, but I am also awesome. Mm. So I should be my own type of awesome. So that's so, what I like yeah. about Cloud. Oh, so good. Well said. Um, so, so what else we got, guys? What else we got? Uh, I, <laughs> would you rather walk to work by crossing the Midgarzala Marshes or the Thunder Plains? I feel like I would die no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Has Sephiroth already been there though? Like, <laughs> did Sephiroth do this? Can he? Can he already right. do, have already done it? Um. Hmm. Well, here's the thing. If you're walking to work, you got the Midgar Zalem is swimming right. around the marshes. If you're quiet, you might be able to make it through. Maybe. I don't know how the Midgar Zalem, like, maybe it does it do sonar? Like, how's it work, man? You know, like, can he can he sense the trembles in the, in the ground? Is he a dune sandworm? Like, what is this? What is the Midgar Zalem? Can I be really I, quiet? I I feel like this question is is more um, worded like, would you rather the last thing you see be a bolt of lightning or a <laughs> giant 50-foot world-ending serpent? <laughs> I think I'm going to go with the serpent. Like, if I'm going to die, yeah. I'm going to want to see that behemoth see. just, like, like in its majestic glory. Be yeah. like, you, you know. know what? Go like, out with a, like, a real, not, I was going to say with a bang, but that would be a more of a thunder. That would be thunder plane. Yeah, that would, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, go out with, like, a heroic end, you know what I mean? Like, you're just. What are, what are your coworkers going to want to talk about at the water cooler? Is it going to you... be like, oh, it, Vinny, uh, Vinny you, got struck Vinny by a ball lightning. He <laughs> got, got zapped. Or, like, hey, did you hear? Vinny got eaten by a 50-foot snake. Oh, that's so cool. He died doing what he loved. He, he died doing what he loved, <laughs> man. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Zalem. We're going with the, we're going marshes, man. We're going to get across it. We're going to either we're gonna either sneak our way across, or it's going to come and, and we're going to see a 50,000, just a freaking huge snake kill us. Or... In the realm of, you know, infinite pro possibility, I befriend the snake and I oh, ride it to work. For sure. Like, I mean, that would be that would be pretty epic. There's your story right there. Right. You're riding on the back of the Midgar Zalem like, yeah! somebody Photoshop that, please. And just like Vinny with the sword like <laughs> forward and like just riding the freaking Midgar Zalem. Uh, <laughs> I feel but, like that should be our background image next next episode. But I also feel like I'm Bad Luck Brian, and I'm going to be riding the Zalem that Sephiroth decides to impale through the tree. Oh, whoops. So, so I'm also going to get, you know... Impaled like, or stuck on top of a tree? Like, Yeah, hey. now, now I'm late for work. <laughs> now I'm late for work. Should have took the Thunder Planes. This Damn. celestial space god came and 
picked up my vehicle, which was a 50-foot snake, and now I'm stuck in a tree. You're fired. <laughs> you're fired. Get out of here. Like you're you're getting drug tested the second you come into work. I hope you know. <laughs> What's uh what what else we got, guys? What we got? Oh. Um. Okay. So the spirits within versus Advent Children versus Kingsglaive. Ooh, making us choose between three things. I'll allow it. I'll allow <laughs> it. Um. For me, it's Kingsglaive, man. I was I was gonna also say Kingsglaive. Kingsglaive is actually a really really good movie. I freaking love mm-hmm. that movie. Um, whereas Advent Children is thirty minutes of freaking pure awesomeness, and then the rest mm-hmm. of it is a little bit. Ah, for personally speaking, as an extremely huge Final Fantasy VII fan, uh, and and really deeply invested into that, I just I have a really hard time watching it. Like it's. You know what I mean? Like once you get to mm. once you get to Sephiroth, like freaking Kadaj absorbing the, and then he turns into Sephiroth. That's when the movie just is. I'm just I sit back and go. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'm just like this is amazing. This is awesome, <laughs> and, and I'm I'm good with that for the next thirty minutes. Advent Children complete. Um, I will say Advent Children complete is a much better version of that movie. Um, I love that they added the blood. Uh, which is something I, I, I just I think Final Fantasy seven is a mature it's a mature game trapped in a, a teen rating, you know what I mean? Like and I saw that so many times with, with the uh material Ultimania. Like they even say like, Oh, we had to cut back on Scarlet's dress because of the rating that we wanted and I'm just like Final Fantasy seven is a mature title and and like the mm-hmm. language that was in there. Um and and all that other stuff. So when they did Advent Children complete and they added the blood, they made it feel mature they added that scene with denzel and the and seeing the uh the the geostigma infecting them and like just really gruesome imagery that's where mm-hmm. it's that's where it's at but um kingsglaive is just top notch really good um and i'm not as not as picky as a, a lot of people are with final fantasy 15 being told through multimedia format uh i think final fantasy 15 Kingsglaive is such a great piece of media that should absolutely accompany that video game. Like, so it's like mm-hmm. watching a two hour cutscene before you play the game, you know? I really like right. it. So now I just need a little context because I, I, with Final Fantasy 7, mm-hmm. I, I forget a lot of timelines and where things like line up. Mm-hmm. Advent Children and Dirge of Cerberus, how. How do their timelines add up? Is it Advent Children uh, 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 first, and then Dirge? So Advent Children happens, and then Dirge of Cerberus mm-hmm. happens, as far as like continuity. Yeah, the very okay. last thing that happens is Dirge of Cerberus, uh, in ending where it's Genesis coming up from the saying we have much work to do, and then flies off. Mm-hmm. Um, so that like continuity wise, it's Dirge of Cerberus last, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it, and then to add to the spirits within, spirits of spirits within is actually, it's an interesting one because I feel like they could have done something a little. If they would have set that movie outside of the world, like outside of the world we know, I would have liked it a lot. I don't like that it took place in New York. I don't like that they were trying to reel it in. I almost want to. I almost really wanted to ask Sakaguchi when he was on the show. I wanted to ask him like, what was the original pitch? For spirits within because i feel like he pitched his movie and then they were like well we got to put it into real world context 
I, I don't know. That's just where my mind's at. I just feel like they, they, they kind of did it that way. Um, See, I don't yeah. like Spirits Within uh, because of a bias I have. I was... All right, so... So POV. Okay. It's Friday. I'm like 10 years old. I'm in Blockbuster. And Blockbuster had trading cards like up at the register. And all I saw was like a bunch of packs of trading cards that said Final Fantasy on it. And this is after... I was playing like Final Fantasy oh, yeah. 10 and Final Fantasy 7. Uh-huh. So I like bought a bunch of these packs, not even like really, you know, making connections cuz 10-year-old, you know, I saw Final Fantasy and I was like, mine. Yeah. Um and it turns out that they were Final Fantasy the Spirits Within trading cards and I was like, the hell is this? Who's <laughs> all so these? Like, Who are these people? Like what is this? Right. So I was like, no but, uh, <laughs> no i don't like this at all no have you ever seen it did you Final ever go Fantasy back and 10? watch spirits within Mm-mm. never okay no. that's yeah that's interesting left a bad taste in my mouth because i wasted <laughs> like 15 dollars like you know like 1999 15 dollars <laughs> it's a lot of money now oh god i have spirits within somewhere on that shelf um but yeah no that would be a fun watch along that would actually be pretty fun. Like I've never seen it. Me and you, and like, it, like obviously we can't, you can't stream the movie. But if you guys own the movie, maybe we could do like a, uh, you know, we're we're pressing play and everybody press play and we just do kind of a watch party. Well, I, I think Twitch has a watch party feature. Or uh... if it's on Amazon, I think if it's on Amazon, yeah. you can do it. Um, but I think, yeah, I don't know how it works. We'll have to look it up. I don't know if everybody we'll has to it own out. it or something. But uh, that would be a fun, re- uh, a fun one to to kind of do a watch party on. It is, uh, I watched it recently, actually, actually, because last year was the 20th anniversary of it. Um, and I was, you know, I wanted to kind of have a celebration episode for it. We were, we actually had a lot of that in the work, in the works. We were going to have Ming-Na Wen on the show. Um, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, obviously, as you can tell, Ming-Na Wen was very, uh, very busy <laughs> with, with, with Book of Boba Fett now. Uh, but yeah, we were going to have uh, her on the show and it was going to be a lot of fun talking about Spirits Within. So I re- I watched it recently, rewatched it. It is, it has potential. Like I said, you know I mean? I wish it was taking place outside of the real world. Um, but I actually liked the, uh, and I don't know, outside of, this movie i know that he was under a lot of fire recently james woods um i'm not sure about the actor i think he had some really messed up stuff you're frozen on my end are you good okay you're good um yeah, yeah he had a lot of messed up stuff around him but i like the character i liked um hades that he he's the same guy who played hades in hercules uh mm-hmm. and i love it when they're when they're like they're like warning warning uh exceeding uh the the max capacity of this this weapon that he's firing and he's like i know i know i know and then like he just i know <laughs> he's like he's like fire the weapon and then they just fires it anyway and it's just so good man i love it um anyways so final fantasy spirits within head potential but it's not it's not in the the running between those two movies advent children and king's glaive king's glaive wins hands down <clears throat> love that movie so much and we've also spoken with liam mulvey on the show and Liam Mulvey provided some really, really cool insight to behind the scenes for that movie. So please, if you haven't already, check out that podcast with Liam Mulvey. He's the he was the voice of um, one of the Kingsclaves in uh, in that movie. So let's go on uh, to another one. We got another one. Um, not that I see. Okay. Unless I missed one. 
Um, uh, okay, okay, okay. Just to clarify I'm, on that, uh, Dirge of Cerberus is one year after Advent Children. Right, and the the reason why Thank I was you, I was asking for that point was because after replaying Dirge of Cerberus, um, a few months ago on stream, we saw a little cutscene of Cloud and Scarlet. Not not Scarlet. Uh, Crimson. Um, the red one. Well, the, I'm sorry. What? Uh, in in Dirge of Cerberus. <laughs> sorry, I was reading chat. I didn't hear as you said. <laughs> in in uh, Dirge of Cerberus, the is her name Crimson? I forget. What oh her name oh is. God, what's her name? It's it's got something with the red. Help me out, it's, chat. It, Russo the Crimson. It, Thank you, Russo the Crimson. You see her and Cloud about to fight, and then you don't see them fight. And I was just like, mm. that would have been really cool on Advent Children. But if mm. those timelines don't line up properly, then they you obviously yeah. wouldn't see an Advent Children. But it would be cool to see like a, you know, Advent of Cerberus movie where it's like after Advent Children. Let's after follow Dirt Cloud. Cerberus. Oh, okay, no, never mind. <laughs> like, like, well, yeah. no, I. I I want to see that fight after well, knowing we're that there's it right fight. now, Vinny with remake is the after dirge of Cerberus. <laughs> like, I feel like well, I, yeah. well, it's a whole nother conversation, but if it is, maybe we get a little nod to that. Maybe Russo, the crimson seeing how they're bringing back all these deep ground characters. Um, maybe Russo, the crimson and cloud face off, man. Maybe we get that face off and mm -hmm. remake part two or part three or whatever it's going to be. Um, maybe we do see russo versus cloud that would, I, that would be a really cool fight that would be a cool fight um genesis genesis and vice versus cloud and vincent is this a real question like who, like who would win like a, like a oh okay 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 i'm sorry i'm sorry i was thinking like okay do you like genesis and vice or cloud and vincent but you're asking us who would win in a death battle is that what you're is that what you're thinking, Benny? Is that what? Is that what I I think that's what it seems like. Who would win, Genesis and and Vice versus okay. Cloud and Cloud and Vincent? Uh, I'm gonna go with Cloud and Vincent. I mean, yeah, I mean they're the heroes. Mm -hmm. They're the hero. I I feel like they they would win in the end, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, because I mean, or that's how a remake ends, and they're just like, <laughs> they're just like oh, they died. <laughs> Uh, good guys always win. Thanks. <laughs> hey, and nobody. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cloud, Cloud and Vincent. I think, uh, I think they're more powerful. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, Genesis, Genesis and Vice are obviously, I mean, Cloud, Cloud beats Sephiroth, right? Like, and I, in my mm -hmm. mind, Sephiroth is the most powerful. I don't care. Anybody argue with me. I don't care. Sephiroth is the most powerful being in that universe. Um, and I refuse to believe anything else because <laughs> like, otherwise I don't like it. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm going to go cloud and Vincent. Vincent has chaos too. That's another thing we have to think about too. Vincent literally can transform uh, well, into chaos. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I was going to bring that up that Vincent is a weapon. Um, yeah. And true. he's, uh, the strongest weapon. Right? Yeah, or... he's like the freaking harbinger of death or something. <laughs> like, this dude is the... Right. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean... um, In Final Fantasy OG, Chaos seems very held back mm -hmm. by, you know, number one, not being able to control his movements, and number two, it being turn-based. But yeah. I feel like, like a present-day video game, Chaos would just be so overpowered. Dude. 
you got to speed power. How are they going to handle that in remake? That's going to be a very interesting thing. Um, I, mm -hmm. I honestly, I do truly believe that Vincent will have his DLC, and it'll be Intermission Part Two, like Remake Part Two, and then Intermission Part Two or whatever. Um, and I think it'll focus on Vincent taking down Deep Ground for good, because um, I feel like that's how they're going to wrap up that story. They're going to keep Deep Ground and all the Avent or all the Dirge of Cerberus stuff. I think they're going to keep that in the separate stuff. So if they do that, Vincent can have his like crescendo in that in that part two intermission and fighting all of that. We might even see that that fight be cool. Um, all right. So anybody else have any questions or any more like want to want to make us compare two different things and then uh, two two different Final Fantasy things and then choose. That's what we're trying to do. Choose between two different Final Fantasy things. This has been a really fun one. Um, honestly, mm -hmm. we were going into this podcast just winging it. We didn't really know what we were going to talk about. Uh, you guys have given us a lot of really fun topics, so thank you so much for that. We will be kind of wrapping this up after uh, if anybody else has any more questions. Um, but yeah, well, uh, I'll give us some time. Vinny, thanks so much. I believe what's up. I man? remember one from earlier. Okay, I think it was Costa del Sol or gold saucer i don't think we asked that one yet um hmm. and that is a tough one yeah it's because like i do love the food. beach yeah well i, I always love the beach mm -hmm. i love the water I, nice I can, it's I can magic. Live out your shirt is backing that up yeah <laughs> um but the gold saucer has moogle story <laughs> <laughs> is so it, it's a it's a breath of fresh air it's it's a nice change of pace you got this you got this chubby little moogle you got to feed him and and then you basically same thing with the choke bows you just try and get this moogle laid look you're just um, trying to get this <laughs> trying to get this moogle laid man like and uh and you know but somebody i i did see somebody bring up a counterpoint they they said you know they choose Costa del Sol because I just want to be able to refill my drink and go back to the beach. I don't want to have to arm wrestle for GP every time I want to refill my drink. Yeah, um, Gold Saucer was the beginning of microtransactions. Like, right. <laughs> um, but Gold Saucer, you know, sit there shoot hoops. Um, yeah, playing that VR submarine racing. game would be cool. Like if you think about like Gold Saucer, but like not like the eight thirty two bit sixteen bit like graphics or whatever, like yeah, that like VR famous. submarine game would be like a lot of fun, dude. VR snowboarding remake, man. Remake is gonna do that. Um, mm -hmm. I'm so excited for Gold Saucer and remake. Um, that's a that's a topic for another podcast. Honestly, I'm really like have so many ideas for Gold Saucer and remake. Um. Yeah, so for me, man, that's a tough one. I, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Gold Saucer. I'm gonna go Gold Saucer. Yeah. There's a lot more to do. A lot of like the Chocobo racing would be a lot of fun. The like you said, the submarine thing too. So, do I get to hang out with Hojo in his lab coat on the beach if I choose? Obviously, Coast getting a tan. Mm -hmm. what you, <laughs> I can't wait for that. Or, so they gotta keep it. Do I get to bully children by kicking their soccer ball into the wall over and over again so they don't get to play with it? <laughs> 
Because these are hey, all cloud, things you can do. Kick that over here. Boom! <laughs> just kick it against this wall like a bunch of times. <laughs> just, and the kids are just watching you do it. They're just like, you're this? a bad man. You're... <laughs> <laughs> and then just just walk off casually like shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, one thing I do. You want wanna... this ball and then just kick it in the ocean and remake? Like if you can like just boom. Just... One thing I do want to say that was cool about Final Fantasy VII, but more specifically like um, Costa del Sol, was how so the enemies you fight after Costa del Sol like the cockatrice and all those things, they do uh, stone. And I think that they are the first enemies that do stone in the game that you would you would come across. Mm-hmm. And Costa del Sol, they're like, you know, buy our, um, you know, buy our signature soft and mm-hmm. everything. Like, the items in the game are recognized by the people in the game. Yeah. Like, you know, soft, cornucopia, gold needle, all that stuff, like, those are items that the people in the game know exist. It's not just like some mechanic that you have. Mm-hmm. It's like they're like the vendors are like, hey, you know, adventurers, buy buy this soft because you're gonna need it if you're gonna be, you know, walking around outside of Costa del Sol. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, cool. Thanks for the advice, traveling salesman. Like, yeah, and like yeah. it, it kind of goes for like uh, materia as well. Like the the world mm-hmm. is very aware that people know how to do magic with their materia. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, even Chocobo Billy is like, you're going to need a Chocobo lore. And, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> materia, here you go. Um, so, yeah, that is, is kind of cool. I like how that's implemented into the story. Um, Chocobo versus Moogle. I'm going I'm going uh, Chocobo. Chocobo. Chocobo for me as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> There's only water in this. Are um, you sure? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Sphere Good versus Crystarium. Obvious answer. Thank you, Vincent Graymore. That is an obvious answer. <laughs> it is a <laughs> sphere group. Ha, 100%. Have I spoken about how much I've hated? I hate uh, yeah, you, on you, this you, show. <laughs> the the uh, sphere grid all the way. Yeah, the crystarium just. So, I understand that the sphere grid also halts your progression at a certain point because you need level, key level um, spheres in order to progress further into your sphere grid. Yeah. Um. But the Crystarium literally just story blocks you. It's like, you know, nope, you're not allowed it's to be this powerful here you. yet. Yeah, it, it forces you to do the strategy that they want you to do. Um, right. I for, feel like 13 makes you play the way they want you to play. Yeah, for sure. That's a, That adds to the conversation that we that was going around Twitter uh, earlier. Like, somebody mm-hmm. was, uh, I think it was Legion's, talking about Final Fantasy 13 being, like, one of his favorite Final Fantasy games. And a lot of people were, they just couldn't pin down what it was about 13 that they didn't like. Life, so many different things. A lot of people commenting on the linearity, a lot of people commenting on like all that, like the pacing. Um, well, 10 is more linear than, yeah, than exactly. 13. So it, yeah. it can't be the linearity. Exactly. But for me, it's the Crystarium. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it. It doesn't, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, I, I will say with to Legions, if he is watching. Uh, for me, Legion's uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen might be a little higher on my my tier list than people might imagine. Um, so I'm kind of I'm kind of excited to share that tier list, but I'm also kind of like people are gonna be like, really, this is the this is such a weird top or a, a tier listing uh, ranking. Um, so Vincent just laying down these questions, man. Anybody else? Uh, you guys can chime in. I'm gonna answer these though. I'm gonna answer these. 
Um, Vincent says the the flan versus the bomb. I'm gonna go with the flan. The flan. Uh, I mean the bomb is cooler. I'm just go to the I'll go to the bomb. I like there's the just, design there's... of the bomb in, in Final Fantasy X. The yeah, bomb, yeah, he, cool. he looks cool in X. Um, there's I just the the flan. He has that derpy animation if you physically attack it, where he just kind of sucks into himself. <laughs> um, but I, I like their design. I like how they, um, that like in in ten at least. I'm this. I'm just going. I'm going off of like the flans from Final Fantasy ten for this for yeah. this answer. But you have, you know, the the different. Like as you progress, the flans get harder. They use mm. you know tier two, tier three spells. Yeah. Um, and then you eventually meet a jumbo flan, mm. where he's just this gigantic, like Jolly. amalgamation of a whole <laughs> bunch of them put together. And and he, he, uh, I believe you learn white wind off of him, or uh, yeah, I think you learn white wind from him mm. for Kamari, but. They they're just they're so derpy, and then when you see a big one, it just looks even derpier because he's just like. <laughs> and that sound when when you get into the fight with him, that sound it makes when it just literally falls from the sky and it's like, <laughs> just <"Bwom." laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna go with the flan. You're going with the flan. Mm -hmm. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, awesome. Or flan, I don't know what it's. My pronunciation's bad. I'm bad with words, but I'm a podcast host. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Marlboro versus Tonberry. Um mm, Interesting. I like the Tonberry I'm still. Thinking, I'm I'm also thinking Final Fantasy ten. F those Let Marlboros, bro, like freaking hate that man. They brush their teeth, dude. Listerine. Like the, get out of here. <laughs> they're I feel like they're as iconic as the Tonberry. They are, you know, for yeah, Final it's Fantasy. Really, it's it's it is. Marlboro has been in so many Final Fantasy games. I mean, um, yeah. I'm trying to remember. I'm. I know. I think the Marlboro is in Final Fantasy One. I, I don't remember if the Tonberry is though. See, look. Here's the thing. It kind of goes back to that question, right? Like uh, Marlboro versus Tonberry. Would you rather uh, die a death that's really quick with a chef's knife? Um, or would you rather die slowly in agony from the ba bad what? breath that makes you maybe even kill your friend? <laughs> or or would, would you rather die from your friend just getting really confused? And exactly, right? Like, it's, it's, it's like, whoa, bro, watch out, man. I'm feeling um, sick here. I just got poisoned. You got confused. We're all dying. What is that? So that just and sounds And I bad. can't see anything. I can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. I don't, those those greater Marlboros in the Omega ruins are just they're Dude, so ass, right? Oh like, god, because they they have um they have initiative. So if you they don't have, have initiative, initiative, a Marlboro initiative, dude, not good. It, uh, right. So he always gets to go first, and then the first movie chooses his bad breath, which could Dumb. just wipe your just, whole team. Just why would you do that to me? Yeah. And there's only one save sphere in that whole place, so. I want to say, was it six? Oh, God, never mind. I can't pin, pin it down. I was going to say, no, nine. The marble only gets, does bad breath on one person. Like, is that, that, I think it was nine. 
that's a lot better. Yeah, it, it was just like one person was like, oh, okay, this is manageable. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, the people... Okay, actually, hey, I nobody's saying, people complaining about games being too linear is one of the weirdest complaints. Um, honestly, I agree to an extent, right? Like, it... <laughs> it uh, when, especially in the context of Final Fantasy, right? Like, so Final Fantasy is not technically open world in the beginning with, you know, to begin with. Like, I actually think that the linearity of, I know that this was going around too, Red Remake was too linear. And it's just like, but that's the beauty of it, man. That's the mm. beauty of it. That It was literally evoking the same feeling as Final Fantasy, the original. Like, Remake is... Just yeah, I mean the original well, Final Fantasy VII Midgar is literally uh you know you're just going point A to point B all the way up until you get right. out of there, and then that's the beauty of it when that open world or open world which is literally a linear path to calm, <laughs> and then a linear path to Chogobo Farm, a linear path to the the Mithril Mines, linear path to Junin, you know what I mean, or mm-hmm. Fort Condor and then Junin. It's you're literally doing what they want, but they opened it up. That's Final Fantasy in a nutshell. Like it's not it's mm-hmm. linearity with the illusion of open um yeah you need a happy medium for both because i believe it was final fantasy Mm five i think it was final fantasy five where i ran into this situation where like i didn't read a certain text dialogue it might have been like late and i was just trying to get through text dialogue Mm -hmm. and i was told where to go and they didn't repeat themselves and i was like well crap whoops and so i'm like level 15 fighting these things traveling north and I hit a certain point where I was fighting things that were one-shotting me at yeah. now. And I was like, now I don't know where to go. Yeah, they're so like, it's like, reel it back in. And yeah. It, too too much freedom is like, you know, where do, like games like uh, Skyrim and, and, mm. and Fallout where you just have all of the freedom. Here's the world, to do go whatever. do what you want, right? Yeah. And then you, you just get like, you just, you're it's traveling and you now you your your side quest log is like mm-hmm. fifty quests deep, and you're like, yes. I don't. That's I don't know one what thing I, I do. really <laughs> hope remake part two doesn't do. Like, mm-hmm. um, I get that they had to kind of fill in some content for with with Midgar, and they they added these like side quests and stuff to, that you could do, um, which I actually think helped because it actually impacts the story. Like, you do the side quest, Tifa wears a different dress, or you know, what I mean, like you know, you get different options. It's kind of cool. Um, as long as it, if it's like kind of impacting the it complements the story, I don't like. That's what I was looking for. As long as it complements the story, I'm good with it. But I I just do not like fetch quests, right? I just don't like that. Like, I, hey, can you go grab me a bucket of fish? And it's like, why? Do it yourself. <laughs> do it, your, dude. Do it yourself. Of do course, yourself. I'm going to do it though, because I'm a nice person. But you know what? I don't like it. <laughs> but I'm gonna do it anyway. Uh, that's that's open worlds for me. Like open world games, it's like, yeah, of course I'm gonna do it for you, man. God dang it, I want to go freaking like, save the world though. Um, or those quests where it's like, you know, oh, can you go get me this? And you bring it back to them. And they're like, I don't have much to pay you with, but here's my family heirloom, and it's like a summon material. And you're like, you're giving me something that was passed down generations of your family and Thank it means you. a lot to your family <laughs> and and all i did was i i got you like three biscuits and a cup of coffee <laughs> dude you don't know how much that meant to him man they really wanted right. them biscuits no like uh so <laughs> so that's the thing like right so like i want part two to open up just like to evoke that same feeling from the original final fantasy where remake was a little linear sure of course it was because that's how remake or the original midgar was 
but then remake part two i want the first thing to do is just kind of step out and like see this open world or like open area a large open area because it's obviously not going to be open world we did a whole video on that um so just like an open area where you're just like nice i want it to be like i can see something up there watch our watch watch the video what to expect cliff resorts i can see the cliff resort but i can't get to it right i still have to go do what they want me to do i still have to go to the mithril mines but i see you cliff resort and then that's like that's the exploration i like like i see it up there can't get it go there come back get my uh mountain chocobo later and then i'll go up there you know what i mean like that, that kind of exploration i love and that's the beauty of Dark Souls, because in Dark Souls you can see everything. Mm -hmm. You, if you see something, you can go there and and go to it. Mm -hmm. But you need to do stuff in order to get there. But it's like when you're in a certain area and you're just like that that gigantic city down there looks mm -hmm. awesome. I can't wait to get down there. It's it when games do that where they kind of showcase you in the background mm -hmm. what you're going to see. It's like I can't wait to get there. That's that's exactly it. So we love the kind of gated open world, right? So like mm -hmm. it's very it's it's guiding you on a path, but the world is open and you can see it, but you need to follow the path in order to get to that point later on. It's kind of like a Metroidvania almost. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that that kind of style like make a mental log come back to it later when you have the ability. Um and that's honestly kind of what Final Fantasy's been. Right? So mm -hmm. um like even final fantasy one like the old overworld maps when you're on the overworld wait a second across that river looks like there's a house there but i can't get across the river you know what i mean i have to wait until i come back to it later uh with a river chocobo or something um mm -hmm. but yes anyways so linearity is a is a funny word when people use it for final fantasy and open world is a funny word when people use it for final fantasy uh 15 i liked final fantasy uh, 15 open world but then it, it was like what i call the funnel effect i actually kind of liked it because it open it did the reverse right as final fantasy um in pretty much traditional final fantasy it's the reverse right you're very funneled and then it opens up and you can just explore the world to your heart's content final fantasy 15 flips the script i liked it where you can explore this gigantic world or continent or whatever do whatever you want but guess what, man? When we hit the story, we're gonna keep this thing rolling, and like, and that I actually kind of liked it. Um, <clears throat> so, anyways, that's 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 a open world versus linearity type thing uh, debate. I think we're gonna wrap it up here. We are, uh, yeah, we're gonna do it. We're gonna wrap that up here. Thank you so much. Um, wait a second, I do want to read this one. To be honest, I wish that part two would have less side quests. Yes, of course, exactly what we're. Um, yes, that's kind of what I want. I wanted to have. If it does have the same amount of side quests, I want them to be meaningful, uh, but they have a whole lot of story that they have to cover. But I imagine they're gonna create this gigantic Junon and they're gonna have some story, like side quests in there. That's gonna be one of those side quest hubs, right? Um, they're gonna have you doing other things uh, before you go do the parade and get on the boat. Mm -hmm. um, so Final Fantasy 13-2 versus 10-2. 13-2. 10-2. Ooh. Ten two. Thirteen two. One hundred percent. Like I mean like is... with a passion. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but go ahead, yeah. Ten two I just feel is um it just has so much that's fun in it. Like if you if you play Ten Two as its own game and you're not like you're not trying to compare it to Final Fantasy Ten, 
which is obviously superior to 10-2. But mm-hmm. 10-2 is just, it does a lot of fun things, like collecting the dress spheres and having the, the uh, dress sphere grids where you can, like, at, if you they, they make it so that you want to change dress spheres mid-fight because the more you change your dress sphere, the more powered up you get when you can when you connect those lines um and it goes to the uh, atb gauge which it's they the the three of them just have this very fun um you know uh i guess not dialogue but this fun dynamic within battles mm-hmm. um and then there's also a sword chicken <laughs> Then there's also a sword. Ch- I remember you. Sh- we had to bring up this picture of a sword chicken. <laughs> it's the sword chicken. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, ten. See, like that was the thing, right? So thirteen two felt like a progression of the story. Like it just felt like this was a natural. It needed to happen. Whereas, like, like I, when I jumping into thirteen two, it felt like. I was okay with it. It wasn't quite as of a shock to me what was happening. Whereas 10-2, um, I played it last summer, right? Like, I played 10. I was I freaking love that game so much. And I was just, like, going off about it on Twitter. I was posting pictures. I was, like, trying to do my own photo mode for this game. Um, and then then 10-2, I, I, I kind of I, I couldn't finish it. Like, I couldn't even begin it, honestly. Like, I started it. I got past a few... A couple of hours and I was just like, what? Uh, this is not hitting notes for me. Like, this is not doing it for me. I didn't like the battle. I didn't like, I, I know the battle, a lot of people love that kind of stuff. I didn't like the, the dress sphere stuff. I didn't like the, um, the, the movement around, like it was constantly moving. Um, and there's trying to be ATB and it's all moving around. I get lost on where my characters, like what, what's characters doing what. And it just was, it was just like, eh. From the from the amazing combat of ten, that conditional turn based and the very strategic, and then the dress spheres and all this other stuff, it did not hit for me at all. Like I I dropped out of that quick. Um. So yeah, thirteen two for me. <laughs> I like I like uh ten two also has a lot of very hard super bosses and I appreciate that. Mm. I like when a game gives me very very hard things to do. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Super bosses are great. Mm-hmm. Um, that now that you have intermission, dude, you get to fight Vice. Now that I, you can yeah. play it with uh, now that it's on PC. Oh snap! That's right. Yeah, Vice is going to give you some fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there we go, guys. Uh, that is going to conclude this podcast. Thank you so much for being in the comments and and giving us things to talk about. This has been a lot of fun. I kind of want to do it more often. I love having mm-hmm. you guys literally dictate how the show goes. It's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. So once again, Wheel of Final Fantasy premieres February 1st at 10 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be a lot of fun. We got Austin Lee Matthews, the voice of Roach, Phil Hartshorn, and Baby Seal on the show for as the contestants for the first ever Wheel of Final Fantasy wheel of fortune meets final fantasy and it's going to be a lot of fun man (laughs) um so there it goes thank you guys so much for watching take care have a great night